How the heck are you, Numbnut? I mean, Simon. <laughs> uh, good. Numbnuts is doing all right. Um, that was quite a little uh, social blast we had last night. It was an, an intense uh, hour and a half hangout, huh? No kidding. Yes, it set it set the uh, it set the course for what the rest of the evening would involve. Yeah, turns out Rumpelmans is a stiff drink. <laughs> yeah, is it eighty proof or whatever? It's one hundred proof. So oh, it's got it's got Yow. a little extra kick to her. Huh, I had no idea. Which is why you can why you know the industry is so fond of it. Right, right. That does make sense. Um yeah, how how'd the rest of the evening go for you? Lovely night oh, in. Better than ever. Right, right. Um we watched uh the social network, William. Oh god. Um Okay. I thought you liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess, you know, I think I had I think more. I think I had more patience for Jesse Eisenberg at one point than I do now. You used to love Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Not like, love Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> what do you think after all the after the passage of time on social after network? After all these years, well, so I still really liked it. Uh huh. I think Justin Timberlake is incredible in yes, it. Yes, definitely. As the Napster guy. Yes, exactly. And it's just funny because, like, at the t- it's funny because at the time, you know, Facebook was obviously ubiquitous, very popular. He was a billionaire. He was, like, the, the world's youngest billionaire. But it's just funny to think how differently Facebook is perceived now. And how much more powerful he is. Yes. Like, yes. he's infinitely more powerful. Like, I, I was saying to Hillary, I don't think... I know that there are movies that are made about powerful people now who are powerful. You know, there's, like, Koch Brother movies or whatever. But, like, I'm not sure that movie would get made now just because, like, Zuckerberg's probably thrown around a lot more money now into into Hollywood uh, and elsewhere. Right. Um, you you don't you don't want to get on the wrong side of Zuck. Right, right. Is he your but favorite like, tech billionaire? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it also brings up Peter Thiel, who at the time I had no idea who he was, um, and has now, of course, risen to right infamy. Infamy, yeah. Um, I am trying to think who my favorite tech billionaire is. I I don't know that many of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. I guess maybe the Twitter guy, Jack, uh, whatever. Sure. Who's back. married to Serena? Oh, I didn't know that. Serena Williams? Yeah, Serena Williams. I didn't know that. Yeah. So maybe he's my favorite, but I'm really, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm giving you a... a you're you're not an expert. Elon Musk fan? No, I, I, <laughs> I think Elon Musk I might dislike more than Zuckerberg. Wow. Maybe not. I know that he's less powerful, or I think that's maybe arguable, but probably. I guess if you don't consider being able to go to outer space powerful, Simon. <laughs> right. That's true. That he is now our NASA. <laughs> NASA brought to you by Elon Musk. What a country! 
It's just more efficient, Simon. <laughs> our our uh, astronauts need need to get someplace, and we don't have the monies to, you know, get a space thing and do that whole rigmarole. We'll just hitch a ride. Right. You know what we'll do? We'll hand over all the technology that the taxpayers have helped develop <laughs> over the years, give it to you, and then rent it from you. How does that sound? Exactly. Charge any rate you'd like, sir. <laughs> We're here to be built. Right, We're a exactly. never-ending trough of <laughs> money for you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should probably sell the folks who we are, what we're doing. Well, welcome them back, I'd say. Oh, sure. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Hey, sorry, I just realized. Oh, sorry. Uh, Nets Nation. Um, I'm apologizing uh, a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Jesus, uh, damn it. It's happening again. Oh, boy. Nets Nation. Hey, Nets what Nation. What are we doing here? We are back. So I'll tell you exactly what we're doing, Simon. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. And Simon... We've got a doozy of a show lined up for today. I think you'd agree. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm relatively unaware of what we're talking about, but but I'm I mean, sure it'll be we're good. talking bubble. Uh-huh. We're talking Kevin Durant. Heard of him? <laughs> we're talking Wendy, Brian Windhorst, and his highfalutin. Nose in the air, looking down on how the Nets are running their team comments. We're going to delve deep into that, Simon. Okay. Uh, Among other things. And then, of course, we're going to top it all off with a little, are you talking to me and you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our, our, Our popular and recently named segment. Or maybe Nets Dine, like Hillary suggested. Oh, yeah, maybe Netstein. Yeah, yeah. Our spinoff podcast where we talk about a restaurant's menu. But before yes. that, Simon, it's time to get to news from the bu- 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 bubble. Okay. Uh, lots to talk about in bubble land this week, Simon. I think you'd agree. Yes. I know I can Definitely. I can I can tell by your yawn that this is it's an auspicious start to this segment. <laughs> I'm worn out already. <laughs> ah, let's talk bubble. All right. First first thing I'd like to do, read the bubble, is give a big maybe next time welcome to Lance Thomas. Yes, a big, big a welcome back to uh, Lance Thomas. We had him? Yeah, William. Oh yeah. We had him for like, bef- I feel like in preseason, I'm not sure he lasted much longer than preseason, but you remember that? He was like, who's our last signee, I think, um, in the off season, And I'm not sure he, pl- I think he played a few minutes in preseason and maybe he lasted into the regular season. I don't exactly remember when he got cut, but he definitely got cut. I mean, yeah, he wasn't on our team until a couple days ago, so. <laughs> right, right. Something happened where that guy no longer was a net. 
but he's back. Yeah. So I'd like to give a big maybe next time welcome to him. Simon, you know who I'm more excited about being a net than Kyrie Irving? Who? Lance Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? William? Can't wait to see what this guy does. He's a stretch four, right? Yes, theoretically. All right. I mean, he was a. That's my. He was th- a ride the. Go ahead. No, he's a ride the pine. What? He's a he's a ride the pine and then get cut off the pine kind of guy. <laughs> hey, but he's a guy who at least will show up to the pine, you know. And for yeah, me, that goes a long way for me <laughs> on this new new look Nets team. If you are willing to come and participate in anything the Nets are doing, that immediately rockets you past Kyrie Irving and <laughs> Kevin Durant in terms of my appreciation of you on this team. That said, another guy who is super down to participate... Michael Beasley, and a guy I, I think we were both thrilled to have on the team, tested yeah. positive. Now, Simon, there's something about this story that I just feel isn't getting enough attention, and maybe it's just I'm not understanding it fully. Yeah. But I believe he's one of the two players who have made it into the bubble and then tested positive within the bubble. Yes. Right? That's, that's a pretty big deal. Is it not? How is it not bigger news? So, great question. I think the reason why it's not bigger news is that he never made it into the super bubble. So, like, meaning he was quarantining in, like, his room in the bubble. Uh Uh-huh. And they were giving him tests every day. He failed one of them, but then he never he never made it to like practice. Okay, so he was never in contact with anyone else because he didn't come down right. on the team plane or anything like that. Right. All right. right. So they they some doctor made it into the hot box, gave him a test. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, did you exactly. did you? Um, <laughs> Hear about the the Marcus Thompson article that came out this week about marijuana in the bubble? No. On the athletic. Oh, it's just it just talks about. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot a number of NBA players are uh, apparently pretty heavy users of weed. So he was just talking about the how the the sort of practical how to you know, logistics of getting weed to the bubble, using weed in the bubble, the NBA's sort of tacit acceptance of it. You know, it is it is sort of scary in that Florida, uh, unsurprisingly, has some pretty draconian laws related to marijuana usage, <laughs> which if they so chose to, I think, could could seriously harm the livelihoods and lives of a number of NBA players if they wanted to. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But anyway, big article about that. Uh, sad to see Beasley go. I think he would have been a, a very fun addition to the team. And uh, I think maybe next time prayers are with with Beasley. Yes, definitely. And I I would say that if you look at Lance as kind of his replacement, there is no – they are pretty diametrically opposed in terms of the types of players they are. Lance – He'll try on defense, but mm-hmm. he's basically a wallflower. Oh, yeah. Uh, theoretically, a three-point shooter. He, he, I think overall in his career, he shoots a good three-point percentage. I think last year he was not good at three. 
Um, but it kind of bounces all around. But um, but he can do that, and he can, you know, try his damnedest at defense. Uh, but he's not going to create any kind of shooting for you. I think he basically just – you're not going to notice old Lance on the court too much. No. Uh, whereas Slee, uh, I think, was a grab-the-ball-and-go kind of guy. Yeah, I, I, he's sort of the type of guy you can't not notice because uh, he's shooting the majority of the time <laughs> he touches the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a real bummer on that front. I haven't spent a whole lot of time delving into the career of Lance Thomas. I don't think he's mm-hmm. a, a difference maker on this team. No, I don't foresee him being a net in four months or whenever the next season is set to begin. So, you know, but hey, I'm excited to have, again, he showed up. And in, in my book, <laughs> that's that means a, a hell of a lot in 2020. <laughs> That's right, William. So Lance is on the team, but you know what net is causing the most amount of buzz in practices right now? (laughs) Jeremiah Martin. (laughs) Now, Simon, forgive me. I've not actually read any of the articles about why there's buzz about Jeremiah Martin. I'm kind of hoping that you have and that you would like to explain to both me and the listener why we should be excited to see Jeremiah Martin break out in the bubble. Great cue. So I am not I'm an imperfect messenger for this message because <laughs> I I read at least one story about him. But honestly, I don't remember too good what they said, but. Um, something to the effect of one, there's no expectations for him, right? He's not right. even on our team. Really. You know, he's, he's a two, two way. He's a two way. Right. Okay. Not, not quite the illustrious Lance Thomas who gets a full contract. Sure. But, you know, he's, he's, he's in the mix. Um, he, I think they were saying he might play some point guard. Uh, he's definitely which is a bit short, surprising. right? He is short. I think he's mostly a two guard, which we could always use more of those. Yeah. Um, Undersized two, who's offense first. <laughs> that yes. sounds like like a prototypical net at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think just, you know, Jacques Vaughn said that he, he was a pleasant surprise in camp, um, which is not good if that is who is standing out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wouldn't it be better if they were like, man, Jarrett really has some spring to him. He's like, you know, whatever. Or like, you know, I, I don't know. No, Somebody totally. Somebody has a chance of being on this team next year, maybe. Or Well, ESPN, you know. just I just saw this, just released their top 50 players in the bubble. Oh, okay. Did you see this? No. Uh-uh. It's got your pretty standard heavy hitters at the top. LeBron's number one. Giannis is number two. Kawhi's number three. I think, you know, they could quibble about the order. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's that's not <laughs> that's not going to shock anyone. Um, which net do you think ranked highest in the top 50? Well... And I, I'm glad that somebody made the top 50. It's uh, uh, a trick question. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one made it. No you one got made me. it, Simon. Yeah. Uh, we have a net free top 50 players, which 
Not a great look when the league is reduced by eight teams already and you still can't have a player crack into that into that list of, of 50 guys. But, you know, that's 2020 Nets for you, right? <laughs> hey, they showed up, okay? Uh, exactly. <laughs> who, would, who would have been the guy, Simon, that you would have assumed would crack that? Uh, Karis. Yes. So, Karis hype is in full effect. Yeah, have you noticed it, or are you just taking my word for it? Oh, no, 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 definitely. Uh, okay. I, I, you, you can't You can't have a pulse in Nets Nation right now and not... <laughs> <laughs> not feel the deluge of Karis hype. This is, at this point, I am, I have to say, pretty numb to it because it's happened, this is like, I don't know, the 18th time we've been waiting for breakout Karis. Um, <laughs> and, you know, great. I, there's no, other than Jeremiah Martin, there's really not anyone else to think might break out in this thing. Um <laughs> You know, as a as sort of a lover of the dregs, I'm hoping that Kurutz and Jared Allen <laughs> show some flashes, but I don't think they're going to uh, assert themselves as top 50 guys. Um, why? So, like, what, what's the hype about? Do you think it's justified? Do you think we should get on the Karis train now? And most importantly, <laughs> Simon, is he going to remain healthy for this whole thing? <laughs> so all good questions. Um, I I am thrilled to see Karis Levert. If he gets hurt, honestly, I'm not sure I'm going to watch the Nets. Like <laughs> I just I know we host a Nets podcast. I know this is this is my favorite team, but honestly, what's the point if Karis Levert is hurt? Like I just I mean it's barely worth watching even as it is, but but. Um, so I'm hopeful that he, he is good. Uh, I think it's fair to say defenses are going to key on him, mm-hmm. um, as our only shot creator with, with Beasley, you could argue you had maybe somebody and Jamal Crawford at 40 could maybe, you know, shake For, some things 40 up, years young, Simon, 40 years young. Or you're only as old as you feel. <laughs> uh, Age is a number. She's just a number and somebody who's had a long NBA (laughs) career should just never have any sort of physical debilitation. Um, No, no, no. Those knees, though, have seen some things. Right, exactly. Um, So I am. So I hope that he is great. I really do. I think that there's nothing bad about that. Like, even if it means that even if it's just that, you know, trade value increases and a team like the magic or something are like, yeah, we'll take a shot at him. Here's Aaron, Aaron Gordon or something. Who's those two players salaries really match up quite well is is the reason I'm mentioning that. But, um, you know, but otherwise it's like, I don't think here's something William that I know part of this, part of this hype train is like, can he prove that he can be the Nets third star? I don't think it's physically possible for him to do that. This thing because the thing he would have to do to do that is to prove that he can play a lot off ball mm-hmm. um, and he's going to be hard on ball um, yeah 
this this thing. And I do really worry about his health, William, because uh, you know he's going to be a high usage. He's going to be crashing into the into the paint and putting his body out there, and also all of the worries about like players getting injured in the bubble anyway because of soft you tissue know, what, and whatnot. It, Right, exactly. Any anybody who's read anything on soft tissue injuries and <laughs> problems uh, over the last few weeks knows what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, that's extremely concerning, and uh, you know, you just don't, especially if it's like something more catastrophic than like I don't know, like pulling a hamstring or something. Like, it, what is the point? Like, we are there to play 12 games and get the hell out of there. Like, I hope that that, you know, nothing bad happens like that. No. What do you think? I know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think agree. It's a boring answer. Agree with everything you say. We won't We won't be able to tell whether he's the third star because he's going to have to prove that he can be the number one guy right now. I guess, you know, if he's averaging 30 points a game, that certainly suggests that he, he can – he can help him get some buckets next season. But uh, yeah. it's not, you know, as I've said many times, the only thing you could hope for this season was to see who worked well with Kyrie Irving. But he played so few games <laughs> that even that tiny, tiny, tiny hope for this season uh, has been completely obliterated. So he will make it far, far more interesting um, to watch the Nets, as you say. Uh, who will be playing on the Yes Network in some of their exhibition games soon. Oh, great. All, yeah, I, I think in that. the next week or so, the exhibition games are actually going to be on Yes. So I know we've talked about this on text, but should we just do it? Bite the bullet, get Yes for, I mean, uh, get the sling for the week, uh, month, I mean? Sure. I was also looking at Hulu. Do you already get Hulu with live TV? Because that should have Yes. Oh, really? How yeah, much more not is that? that? You, I don't think you can share that is the only thing. How much more is it? It's, it's well, the total is 55. So I think it's like 40 extra dollars. Oh my God. No, I wouldn't. Uh, sling is much cheaper. And is could, it? I thought it was like 30. No, no, I think it's like 26. At least that's what it used to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll continue to figure it out, but yes, I do. I do think we should get some kind of TV package. All right. A hot one. All right, so Karis is, you know, hands down the the leader, the star of this team right now. Uh, I do, I do genuinely hope that Joe Harris and Garrett Temple and Jer- Jared Allen and Rodion Kurutz have good performances, good showings. Yes, me too. Um, and I think I think Jarrett could put, you know build up his value a little bit make it maybe make it a little harder to start deandre jordan over him if he stays a part of this team next year yeah yeah all right last thing from the bubble simon the players are able to choose a saying a word a phrase to put on their jersey from like a pre-established list created by someone within the nba um that has sort of rubbed some players the wrong way. They wish they'd had the freedom to put whatever they wanted, but I think the NBA is terrified 
uh, honestly, of pissing off Donald Trump. So I think they mm. didn't want the possibility of someone saying something that would turn into a political war. Because from what I've heard, um, and this isn't, you know, this is not uh, hard to imagine. But I, what I've heard is that professional sports leagues collectively are going to be going to the government asking for a fairly big bailout. Mm-hmm. And that if they are embroiled in some sort of, <laughs> you know, political war based on, uh, you know, players saying things that upset the uh, <laughs> the autocrat Trump, then we then they could they'd be harder, obviously, to ask for money. But right. And it'll be an un- unpopular ask anyway. Like bailing out, effectively bailing out billionaires in another way. Right, right, right. Yet another way. It's easier to just open up floods of capital and credit to to them, and they can obfuscate that in all sorts of financial products that will fuck people over, instead of just explicitly giving owners of teams money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway. This is about Jersey slogans, Simon. TLC has put Liberté on his, as in Liberté, Fraternité, Egalité, the French revolutionary slogan. Uh, Musa has a similar one, Equality and Peace. Joe Harris has Equality. Garrett Temple has Education Reform on his. Sexy, sexy topic. I wonder if he means the, like, waiting for Superman type, or... No, it does sound like he has a better political take than that. Like, America's public schools need to be better, not that we should have this bizarre charter system siphoning off resources into little little bubbles Uh, of privilege. I'm sorry to doubt you, uh, Garrett. Garrett. Um, What would you put on the back of your jersey, Simon? I haven't seen the list. If you had the the freedom that the players are not currently afforded to put whatever you'd like. Great question. I don't have a good answer for you, honestly. Uh, I, yes. I, 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 again, wary of answering and giving you another, uh, Meryl Streep answer. Uh, <laughs> you could just put Streep, right? A Streep, Streep and then a Streep and then uh, um, your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Which Nets Nation is nine one seven? I think I'd put fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism, a simple, William. A Great. simple pithy little saying like that. Sure, sure. Um, all right. Any other bubble news you want to get to? No. Are you no. are you scandalized by the photographs of the food that they're eating or anything like that? I, I heard that's improved, right? Yeah, and it's just it's sort of when they're in quarantine, they have to deliver the food in these horrible little packages, which is going uh-huh. to like they're aesthetically quite unattractive. But I've heard that the actual quality of the food is pretty high Um, got it but yeah anything that you pack into like an eco-conscious styrofoam 
container is going to come out looking probably not like a James Beard award winner. <laughs> sure. All right. Simon, it's the return of uh, Katie's Corner. We'll start. We've got two big old points in KD's corner tonight. KD is back, folks. And by back, I certainly don't mean back and playing on the nets or back and participating in base-level nets things like a press conference. I'm talking back in the news. First item, Simon, in KD's corner. It's a headline of the week. It is, and I quote, ESPN cancels its Kevin Durant experiment pour one out for the boardroom folks the kevin durant ripoff of the lebron show uh the barber shop or whatever the lebron one is i don't know i haven't watched that one but anyway this was kevin durant's attempt to to try to be lebron and it uh didn't get the eyeballs that rich Kleiman was hoping i'm sure telling people it would um, and it is no more. Simon, can you give us your top five boardroom moments? Sure. So I'll do you one better and describe what I think the show is. <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah, please. Because I, I've, I've read a couple of the words uh, uh, so that are bandied about when discussing the boardroom, and they all are vomit-inducing. So I'd like you to take this one. So I think that it is a show about athletes who have used the money from their uh, checks from from being athletes to go into other businesses, to be entrepreneurs, as they say. And they talk about their experiences. Is that sound right? Technology, venture capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... It sounds like it was as just as boring to watch as it was to read about. Right. Well, yes, it just it 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 seems to follow along the, the same path of like that documentary we were talking about um that uh that uh, uh his that Kevin Durant's company also made about uh Maryland, yes. the Maryland County. Like it's just like, well, I'm from here, so that's a good documentary. Uh, okay, maybe. Like, well, I'm a very wealthy athlete who is invested in a bunch of other ventures. Is that interesting? Absolutely not. That's an incredibly niche thing that almost no one is interested in. But you are one of those, so I can see why you think it's interesting. Right. And LeBron like, did it, so I guess you can do it, too. Even though you <laughs> have trolled everyone in the media who could possibly hype up your bullshit show so much that nobody wants to watch it. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't sound like uh, it was a very, very uh, interesting show. And it is no more, sad to say. Yeah. Um, you, though, Simon, wanted to talk about another gem from KD. It's <laughs> uh, his Instagram question mark post. I think it was a tweet, maybe, where he tags Kyrie and Karis. Um, and Theo Pinson, by the way, uh, as players that he could beat in one-on-one or something like that? 
Yeah, I didn't know he tagged Theo Pinson. Yeah, um, Theo was in it. But he, uh, yes, it was him. He also tagged his his mom and Drake. Right. Um, but it's interesting to me that he tagged Karis because, um, I don't know. To me, that means that maybe he would he would uh, balk at the idea of trading Karis if if they are. Um, you know, if he if he's tagging him in a select number of people, like he didn't tag DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, DeAndre Jordan is off the table. I'm not sure if he has Instagram or whatever it was. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Like he didn't. You know, there are a lot of other players he could have he could have tweeted. So um, you're you're reading into this that his jokingly putting Karis in this list means that. He want he expects Karis to continue to be his teammate. Yes, because he's putting him in in the the same tweet with his uh, with his, his um, numero uno Kyrie and his mother, who he's back on the ends with, right. uh, and uh, Drake, who, who we know he loves. Now that could be nothing, as you said. Uh, Theo is in the mix there, and he was definitely cut. Right. Um, so I don't know, but to me it's it's interesting. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that theory, and uh, it actually fits in really nicely with what I want to talk about next, which is uh, what KD wants. KD gets. <laughs> <laughs> so in the most recent Brian Windhurst <laughs> podcast. He strongly suggested that the Nets are going to go with Mark Jackson as their next head coach because, and basically only because, KD likes him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rich Kleiman has been tweeting about him, obviously likes him. He grew up a Knicks fan, I guess enjoyed Mark Jackson's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it asked the basic question, is KD the new GM? And maybe a further follow-up question and more important follow-up question, is there any evidence KD is a good GM at this point? <laughs> um, a, few other, a few other comments from Jackie McMahon and Tim Mc, uh, Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon and Jackie McMullen. Sorry, Jackie McMullen. So sort of a who's who of NBA insiders, all spending about 10 minutes uh, in bewilderment about the new management structure of the Nets. Um, Jackie called it a player's team. She called it a player's team, and then they all laughed. And then she lamented how good Sean Marks used to be. As if he has already completely ceded all control over to them. Uh, Windhurst used the expression, a franchise that has, quote, sold its soul. And meaning has given over all, all control to the superstars. And um, then when one of them asked, uh, when Windhurst asked what he, what the others thought, was going to happen in terms of the coaching decision. Tim McMahon said, why don't you ask Kyrie and KD? So these three insiders, insiders seem to all think that at this point, 
Katie and Kyrie are running the show. So I will once again ask the question, if Katie and Kyrie are the new GM, and you can you can dispute that, obviously, uh, is there any evidence, Simon, that they're good at that new newfound role? <laughs> so um, if they get Mark Jackson, um, as I, I think I texted to you, uh, you know, last week we were talking. I, I was poo-pooing Jacques Vaughn, or that that Jacques Vaughn could be our new coach. I would take two hundred years of Jacques Vaughn <laughs> <laughs> if it meant staving off Mark Jackson. There is no evidence that I'm aware of that Jacques Vaughn is a complete idiot. Whereas there is overwhelming mountain- evidence. <laughs> More than a decade's worth of, of, or close to a decade's worth of evidence, because he's been a, a commentator for a long time, um, and he's airing his thoughts publicly quite a lot. And for the most part, I would describe those thoughts as inane at best. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I know that it's different. You can. It's different to be a commentator than to be a coach, but you know. For example, Doug Collins, who's not a great coach by any means, but he sounds like a coach who's thoughtful and thinking about plays and thinking about different dynamics on the court when he when he is a uh, uh, a commentator. Like you can see the coachness in him. To me, Mark Jackson has seemed like a uninformed fan. Perhaps is how I would describe his <laughs> his commentator. No, in a, I don't. I just don't understand what the appeal. Is. I mean, I don't. I I think he he proved that he wasn't a coach of superstars in Golden State for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Because literally the year after he left, they won when they couldn't when he was the head coach. But also just as a broadcaster, not only is he not bringing it with the insights, you could you could excuse him perhaps for like not always having the most thoughtful or interesting thing to say on the broadcast. But he also brings virtually no energy to the broadcast at all. <laughs> so he's just like a low-energy, uninsightful dud on these things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the appeal at all. I, I don't either. And to the extent that he did get the Warriors initially, like, you know, when he was hired, it was like, ooh, this is going to be a tough job. And they, they did overachieve um, in his first year. But that was in the mold of like a Kenny Atkinson. Like mm-hmm. he got players who were not, you know, superstars to like play together and and do be more than the sum of their their parts. Um, and then, as you mentioned, um, you know, wasn't able to bring them to the level of of championship. Well, Simon, would you agree uh, that the Nets are a franchise that have sold its soul? Well, so I would say we can only judge from what, from the outside, right? Uh, And I would say things like, (laughs) (laughs) things like DeAndre getting the start immediately after uh, Kenny Atkinson is fired. How about Kenny Atkinson just getting fired in general? Kenny Atkinson getting fired, yes, yes. Um, Beasley... Getting a job, uh, Crawford. I don't know if you saw that he put uh, Kevin Durant posted on Instagram to the photo of uh, Jamal Crawford playing for the Nets. He said something like "the God," 
So he's a fan of that signing. Oh, yeah. They're friends, apparently. Um, he's friends with both, yeah. both of those guys. Katie yeah, and Kyrie. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I, I would say that they, and even by what, what Sean Marks has said publicly, which is that they have a very loud voice. Um, within the organization. Now, Sean Marks is not going to say, yeah, I don't, I just, I'm just a rubber stamp right. over here. My, but, my voice is, uh, is negatively correlated in decimal level to the voice of Kyrie and KD. Right. So I do want to say the the only thing I will say that isn't worrying mm-hmm. is that I think at least in terms of role players, I don't hate Kyrie's picks. Like I liked Shumpert. Um, I thought he was pretty good. Sure. And I think Garrett Temple was kind of a bring on of one of those two or both of them. And I don't dislike Garrett Temple. I think he's a fine bench guy. Um, and... Uh, Slash so, our best player many nights. Yeah, exactly. So I don't dislike those role player guys. And if, if he could somehow, if KD could somehow get somebody like Serge Ibaka or something to like take a massive pay cut or something, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of people that like have Durant and Kyrie connections that I would love to have, including Jeremy Grant. Um, and uh, Oladipo. So I'm not totally opposed to them being, you know, I, I don't think they have a totally terrible record, but there are some very worrying, worrying signs. And the cherry on top for sure would be Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say neither of us would be enthused about it. But guess what? doesn't really matter. It matters what <laughs> two people think, and that is KD and Kyrie, and that's the Nets now, and if you don't like it, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and join this podcast, because it, at least William doesn't like it, and <laughs> I'm pretty trepidatious. So, Simon, I've got some breaking news for you. Hit me. This dropped 28 minutes ago on Instagram. Sorry, 31 minutes ago at this point. The Brooklyn Nets would like to welcome... Drum roll, please. Justin Anderson. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Virginia it, uh, the, teammate we'll, we'll, Justin Anderson has finally been reunited with his partner in crime, Joe Harris. Simon, what aspect, and there are a number of aspects of Justin's game that I know you appreciate. What, for say, listeners less familiar with the oeuvre of Justin Anderson, would you say are are some of his finer attributes? I think Justin comes from a long line, and we've we've had um, a few of them. God, who was the guy? I don't know. Oh, James Webb. Oh, I love third, James Webb the example. third. I love yeah. James Webb the third. Of people who have added the word stretch to their profile <laughs> with no uh, reason, like right. no actual evidence. Like, yeah, I'm a stretch four in that I will shoot a three. <laughs> Uh, no problem there. I'll jack him up. Um, but he did, you know, he's another one that has good G league numbers. I think he averaged like 20 some points, which to me would indicate that he can actually create a shot, but 
I'm, I have only I remember seeing him and thinking he was terrible. Yes, uh, he was. He looked really bad in, on, during his ten day. But yeah. you know that's a, it's it's hard to to seamlessly transition from the G League to the NBA. I'm sure. <laughs> Right. Now, my question to you, William, is who gets more minutes? Because I think he's like a stretch four, right? Theoretically. Sure. Uh, (laughs) I'm really uh, looking to your expertise on this one. (laughs) I, um, I got to tell you, I'm curious to see who gets more minutes, Justin Anderson or Lance Thomas. Oh, yeah. One of them is going to get minutes for sure. You got to hope. You gotta hope they go with Justin Anderson, right? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I I love Lance, but everyone <laughs> everyone knows that at best he's going to be like a fifteenth guy on an NBA roster. Uh, yeah. Whereas Justin Anderson, at least if 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 you give him give him minutes through this, we can know one way or another whether he's ever going to play in the NBA again at the end. Yeah, I I I hear you. I agree with you. Um. And I think there could be minutes for both of them on this god awful team, but, but I do think I do think Justin should get first bite at that rotten apple. <laughs> so we got a couple of JA heads on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mostly mocking him, but we are JA heads. Yeah, if he put together a show where he talked about his business ventures, I think I'd be way more interested than in the KD one. <laughs> With his two-way uh, dollars, <laughs> exactly. I put uh, a little away into a, a CD, and uh, <laughs> well, that thing grows. Six months from now, I get point zero three percent return on that puppy. <laughs> That's some CD humor for you, folks. <laughs> you don't get that everywhere. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's a maybe next time staple, though. <laughs> Not high yield products. <laughs> uh, all right, Simon. In our Novavax segment last week, we discussed a trait we'd pay Nets players for that they've never demonstrated an ability to actually do, right? Yes. So for Joe Harris, I said dunking, and Jarrett Allen, I said three point shooting. So I actually went back in a moment of. Acute boredom during a work meeting this week. And I looked up some stats on Jared Allen's three-point shooting and Joe Harris's dunking. Who do you think has made more of those respective stats? Harris dunking or Allen making threes? Career. Career total. Yeah. I'm going to say Joe Harris has has had more dunks than Jared has had threes. Oh, it's so close though. You you I mean, you you went with your heart and that was that was that was nice to see, but Allen, Jared Allen has a career 11 three-pointers. Wow. Whereas Joe Harris has a career 10 dunks. Oh, that is is a nail biter. (laughs) So Joe Harris has 10 dunks in out in Jared Allen's first three seasons in the NBA. Simon, how many dunks do you think that guy has? Hmm. I'm going to say 200, 452. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. I love Jared Allen. Uh, the NBA also posted an Instagram story. They've sort of been hyping Jared Allen, actually. So I think whoever's running that account, you know, I had that, like, conspiracy theory that they they hated the Nets and they were, like, trying to humiliate Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that they, they just dislike Kyrie Irving in particular, but they'd like the rest of the Nets. They're kind of like... Us basically, or me anyway, um, because they've been they've been shine giving a lot of shine to Jared Allen, and they did like Big J's top dunks from this season, and they highlighted like six or seven Jared Allen dunks on just a random day in NBA Instagram. That's great. Yeah, guy has some great blocks. Were they blocks or dunks? Sorry, I said dunks, but I meant I meant blocks. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, maybe next time, listeners, most of all to you, but also to you, Simon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Okay. That's all the Nets Nation news I've got, Simon. Are you ready to head to sunny Orlando? Oh, yes. Let's do it like you can't do it no more. All right. So this is our segment called Are You Talking to Me and You? Or maybe Nets dine, or maybe next dine, if you prefer. Uh, we go to a various restaurant in or around Orlando at this point, but it really could be anywhere. We've gone elsewhere. It hasn't been exclusively Orlando. Um, this, though, is a little place called the Ocean Air, which mm. made it on a list of the restaurants that will, high end restaurants. That will like Morton Steakhouse, which I've never been to. We should go to, by the way. Yeah, uh, the Ocean Air is a list of restaurants that NBA players can order their food from, in or around the bubble. So we are going to go together, Simon, to the Ocean Air in Orlando. We're going to check out their dinner menu and their wine menu. But before we do either one, I'm just curious who you're planning on taking. Oh, thank you for asking. I am going to get uh, a divine fine meal with uh, Jared Allen. Uh, any reason? Uh, because, you know, I haven't had a lot of chance to talk to him. I'm not sure he's going to be on the team next year, and I'd love to fatten him up. <laughs> For some other team to get to reap the, the benefits of a bulkier yeah. Jared Allen. Ha- yeah. Have you seen, by the way, the photos of Mo Bamba? Oh, he put on some LBs, didn't he? It would be amazing if Jared Allen looked like that. Yeah. Bamba. I'm I'm scared of Orlando, man. They're going to be good. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be much better than us. I, I'm not willing to say good, but I would say... They have in in the interim in the break they have widened that gap. I yeah I think they're a vastly more formidable first round opponent than the Nets, which is not oh, saying yeah. a lot. I don't think any human being alive other than Nets daily would uh, 
would argue otherwise. Nets Daily, who, by the way, in that article about Kevin Durant's boardroom getting canceled, I don't know, has anyone heard about that show getting canceled by Kevin Durant? No one cares about Kevin Durant. Um, Anyway, Nets Daily said... defensively because it's always this insane thing where like if you say one critical thing of a net it's this uh, abomination um <laughs> he said yeah but he made a ton of money off his postmates uh investment oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah it's it is odd uh anyway uh, you're taking Jared Allen I am going to welcome Justin Anderson to the team and take him out for for uh, for this meal. Oh, great. So we've got Simon McCormick, William Bluer, Jared Allen, and Justin Anderson walk into the ocean air. Actually, we get it delivered safely within the bubble. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. But... Before we do that, we got to figure out what we're going to get safely to deliver to the bubble. Simon, let's turn first to the wine menu. Okay. I would open that in another in a in a fresh window. It is bar none the most expensive wine menu, extensive. Did I say expensive? Extensive you- wine menu I have ever seen in my life. Wow. Yes. It is a a dissertation length wine menu. (laughs) A lot of um, words I've never heard of as well. Right. I think it's location of where these things are made. Okay. Are manufactured. They even have a sake section. Oh, yeah. So, Simon, what are you ordering? What bottle are you? Oh, my God. There's some $1,000 bottles down here. Uh, what in the red blend? There are, there are bottles that are over a thousand dollars in the red blend. A Chateau Margaux Bordeaux, Simon, from two thousand five. Great year for this. Eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy fucking hell! Who goes to a chain, uh, fancy restaurant and orders a thousand dollar bottle of wine? A lot of people in Orlando. That's crazy. I feel right, like I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. So what are you getting <laughs> no, for ahead. your side of the table? What are you and Jared going to be sipping on? I am going to get the Pinot Grigio Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio Alto Adage Doc 2018 for $71. So why the Pinot Grigio? What, what draws I love you to? P- I love that Pinot. You love a Pinot. It's sweet. It's a treat. Man, someone really fucked me up with that dry sweet thing, didn't they? Yes, William. You you, you were humiliated on national uh, <laughs> podcasts. Um, all right. Sorry. I'm just – I'm working my way through this thing. I was hoping <laughs> to find something more expensive. You know I love a Bordeaux, so that $1,800 one would be right up my alley. But – the other thing I like, it especially with a, a fish, Simon, is a Sauvignon Blanc. Sure, of course. So I think I am going to go ahead and get myself and Justin Anderson. I, don't, I never want to forget about Justin Anderson. 
The most expensive Sauvignon Blanc they've got on the menu. It's the Mary Edwards Sauvignon Blanc from Russian River Valley. Huh. Yeah. No clue where that is. Any any idea where Russian no River idea. Valley is? No idea. I hope it's not in Florida. <laughs> One thing I definitely do not want is a local wine. Uh, at this place. <laughs> oh, it's in Sonoma County, California. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful yeah, up there. Gorgeous country. Gorgeous country. Um, all right. Let's get to the dinner menu, Simon. Sure. Okay. So you're on the dinner, not the summer catch, right? The dinner That's menu. That's right. I'm on the dinner. Okay. Because the summer catch is, is, is brief, as I'm sure you, you realize. Uh, all right. So are we getting oysters for the table or... <laughs> Sure. Though I, I request that we not get the West Coast ones, although you can get them for you if you want. I like the, the Royal Miyagi, the sound of it. Okay. So I'd like a few, maybe three of those, or two. Just Whoa. one for me, one for Justin. Sure. And what does P-E-I stand for? Prince you know? Edward Islands. Oh. Beautiful up there. Gorgeous, especially this time of year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get a, a few Cops Island and a few uh, Summerside PEI. Now, what do you like? To, do, you, do you like your oyster raw? Do you like to vinegar it up? Do you like to cocktail sauce it up? Do you like to catch up? Or what do you do? What do you get going in that thing? My favorite is vinegar, but um, I also change it up with cocktail sauce from time to time. And would you ever countenance consuming one without either sauce? Not, I mean, I would, but or just I like much lemon, maybe them. just lemon. What about just a plain old lemon squirt? Yeah, I would prefer it with with one of those two things. Okay, fair, fair. I think I'm I'm probably on the same boat. Uh, though I do like to get enough where I can at least try it on its own first, and then sort of juice it up. Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, let it, You're let human. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, can't imagine I'm going to be eating an oyster any time in 2020 again. <laughs> saw no, some pigeons. I, I saw some pigeons weirdly eating an oyster on the street earlier today. Huh. That is such an incredibly worrying thing you described. How did that, like, I have where no, did they get that it oyster? Was on, yeah, and it was on, it was on, um, Klassen. Not in front of a commercial, you know, a restaurant or any commercial space. It was mm-hmm. really bizarre. Something is wrong. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you where nothing is wrong, Simon, and that is in the Ocean Air's appetizer section. Yeah, absolutely. This is extraordinary stuff. So if you can't restrain yourself to a, a single one, feel free to get a second because there's a lot, a lot to take in here. I agree. What are you going with? I, thank you for asking, I'm going to get the Escargot Borgignani um, <laughs> with burgundy butter and puff pastry. Borgignon. 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 Escargot. Borgignon. That puff pastry sounds extraordinary. <laughs> Right? That butter, yeah. 
salty, a little puff pastry. That's a treat. That's the one I that's I think the one that I would most want to try on this. But I unlike you, Simon, am a fan of uh, a crab cake, especially a Chesapeake Bay style crab cake. Shout out Kevin mm. Durant, sort of from around the Chesapeake Bay area. Uh, and it comes with a creamy mustard mayo. Yes, which absolutely. I gotta say I'm I'm thrilled about. And at a modest twenty one dollars, you'd be a fool to yourself not to get that appetizer. Mm 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 mm. Uh, yes, indeed. What about a colossal crab meat cocktail? Yeah, that was gonna be my my second one. That sounds great. You think you get a little fork with that? Yes. Yeah. And a whole lot of crab. I love those little forks. Yeah, yeah, they make you feel uh, giant. <laughs> I'd get the buttermilk fried calamari, I think, as my second, with chilies and chef's dipping sauces. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And I think for the table, William, we should get the um, Ocean Air Classic sourdough and relish tray, because wow. I've never had a sourdough and relish tray. You've, have you had a relish tray? No. It's a big thing in the Midwest, at least in Wisconsin. So when I was a kid, whenever we'd go up there in the summer um, and you go out to a fish fry, you get a relish tray. And usually that means like an assortment of, I think it's what a snooty New Yorker would call like a crudite. Okay. And uh, you get some cut up radishes and carrots and celery and since you're in Wisconsin, in the middle of it all, you basically get a bowl of pub cheese that you dip it into. Oh, nice. Yeah. And oh, the, the fun part, at least as a kid and, and a fat kid at that, uh, you <laughs> would get like those little individually plastic wrapped like breadstick things, you know, the hard little sticks yeah. that you could dip into the uh, delicious pub cheese as well. Mm. But the Ocean Air Classic Sourdough does sound far more elegant than that. <laughs> uh, not Even in Florida, you, you're going to get a little more elegance and class than in the uh, north woods of Wisconsin, I think. <laughs> Especially in the uh, cosmopolitan Orlando. <laughs> exactly. It's the Toronto of the South. Um <laughs> All right, let's head on over to the soup and salad section. Yeah. You going super salad this week? This week, William, and you know I love a Caesar. I'm going soup. Uh, I'm getting the New England clam chowder. Ah. Uh, smoked bacon, you got to like that. New potatoes, yes, please. And perhaps most importantly. <laughs> Simon, better than old potatoes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Westminster crackers. I I love the crackers in a in a soup. Me too. I I I will eat a clam chowder without them, but it's not the same, is it? Yeah. No. Are you texting right now? No, I'm just looking at my phone. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna have the iceberg lettuce wedge. Ooh, hey, with, enjoy cutting it. With bacon, tomato, and blue cheese, I was going to say, and I'm getting it just because I want, I, I'm feeling a little lethargic at this point in the meal. I need some activity. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. having something to cut up will be a, a sort of reprieve from just stuffing my face with 
clams and crabs and all the rest of it. Right. Sure. You got to work for your dinner. Um, all right. Simon, what are you getting for your main? Thank you for asking. So I have a what I would actually order. Okay. And w- what I would order in a novelty situation such as this. So I'll give you the boring one first. The one that I would actually get is yeah. the pan-seared Massachusetts sea scallops. I love scallops. I pretty much always want to get scallops when they're on the menu. Okay. Um, I find scallops to be a snooze fest. Just, I want really? that. I want, yes, I do. I've never found a scallop I've liked. I've never understood their popularity. I mean, not, not, I don't hate them. I just, I, I expect a little bit more for how much hype they get. They're just... There's never enough of them. They're pretty bland for, again, for a seafood. Uh, yeah, I'm not into them. Huh. So I will agree that they are kind of like the ravioli of seafood. There's never enough. Right. Um, but I, their texture is unbelievable, I think. And, like, they basically absorb whatever you cook them in. So if you cook them in butter, they're great. Cook them whatever. I mean, it's just incredible. Or in this This, instance, a balsamic reduction, you're talking. Right, exactly. Um, And sweet corn, risotto. I love risotto as well. Me too. This is just... Me too. This thing is a slam dunk for me. And then, can I just tell you the wild thing I was... Yes, please. ...thinking about? It is the... um, God, shit, where is it? It's the... uh, It's the... We're, oh, yeah, here it is. Chicken fried lobster. Ah, that's what I was going to get. Oh, sorry. You should tell the folks about it. It's a chicken fried lobster with truffled honey because who doesn't love a truffled honey? <laughs> slash who doesn't know what truffled honey is? Cheesy grits and house hot sauce. Chicken fried mm. lobster out of this world. I am... Really excited to see what it looks like. Is the lobster out of the shell? Is it chicken fried in the shell? Uh, cheesy grits, always a good thing. House hot sauce, exciting. Truffled honey. You know, if you confuse me enough, I think I'll get excited about it. <laughs> right. I think in certain contexts, both honey and truffle is good. Sure. Uh, no, that sounds... I, I mean, I, I think this menu, William, if I may insult the ocean air a little bit uh, uh, for a moment, uh, tends towards the sort of ordinary, mm-hmm. but but that dish is out there. Oh, yeah. That's a chef. That is, that lives up to the billing chef special. Yes. Uh, and few other things in that, too. Are you getting any, quote unquote, enrichments to yours? I don't really know. I <laughs> might I recommend the lump crab Louis enrichment. <laughs> I might get dynamite because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. is that, I guess that's a sauce. I think these are sauces. I think I, 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 you know, you get a sense of what lump crab Louis might be. Probably like a creamy, crabby crab pieces or something that's going over your your dish. I thought you might be a black and blue man. Oh. Tangled up in black and blue. All right. So are you getting any sides with your your uh, scallops? Of course, William. I'm going to get hashed browns a la Ocean Air, which I don't know what that means, but it costs three extra dollars that I'm more than willing to pay. Yeah. I obviously, IRL, would be getting the hash browns as well because basically nothing on 
earth is as good as a hash brown. Probably nothing on earth is as good as a hash brown a la Ocean Air, which I imagine is another one of these like Louis lump crab Louis sauces on top of uh, hash browns. But since you've already ordered that, Simon, I'm going to go back to my old friend, the lobster, which is eh, something I don't care that much about. But in this instance... (laughs) <laughs> revere deeply and i will be getting the 28 dollars side yes that's right 28 dollars side dish the lobster mac and cheese mm. yeah sounds pretty good lucky uh, doggy uh all right it's dessert time we're getting to the end of our bottles of wine we've had a hell of a lot of sauced up seafood and it's time <laughs> to get something sweet in our gullets uh-huh. What are you going for? Well, so I don't know what a baked Oh, your mic is, is going going cuckoo again. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. So it's because I'm fiddling with the back here. I know. I'm, I'm witnessing it. Uh, I can't. Honestly, I, uh, I can't take my eyes off it, Simon. <laughs> What's the thing I where love- people listen to the sounds of peep that people make doing things that is like this weird perverse sort of pleasure oh, smr smr yeah i'm kind of having an smr experience ASMR. with you asmr yes it's yeah. asmr i'm having an asmr Sorry. experience watching you fiddle with that microphone right now <laughs> can you hear it um it's not too distracting but it's but there. You can, if you're looking okay. for it, you can definitely you can definitely get into <laughs> it. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna get the Ocean Air Signature Baked Alaska. But I don't know what that is, to be honest. Right. I've definitely heard of a Baked Alaska. I feel bad not just being able to recall it. What it is exactly? Yeah. I, I I guarantee you, it's on uh, Mimi's menu. Mia's menu, sorry, not M- Mimi's. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at it, si- 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 Simon. Uh, it is also known as an omelette Norwegian. Omelette surprise or omelette Siberian, depending on the country. And it's a dessert consisting of ice cream and cake topped with a browned meringue. Mmm. So, yeah, yeah it looks it like it the looks base good. is a cake. And then they put different ice cream on top. So ice cream cake. That's awesome. With a meringue on it. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't really care about key lime pies. I don't like cheesecake. And I really don't like dark chocolate flourless torts. <laughs> so I think I'll be going with the dark chocolate flourless tort. Oof, William, come on, don't torture yourself. Well, I don't wanted the baked Alaska, obviously, but I think I think we'll at this that. point, no, come on, we're not going to repeat here. Uh, I got this very fancy beer, Simon, that I've been drinking today uh, during this podcast, and I picked it up at Gold Star. It's a sour beer, and the two two ingredients. It lists are raspberry and key lime. Mmm. Yeah, it's really tasty. Yeah, you gotta love that lime. Yeah, the key lime. I got no beef with any lime on its own. 
Uh, I'm just not a huge key lime pie fan, though. I've had it, you know, more recently in in my life, and and it's it's good. It's great. <laughs> but nothing like a flourless chocolate tort. Don't like the dark g- chocolate at all. <laughs> it's time to give up and and surrender. That's what that dessert says. <laughs> ah, well, this has been a treat, honestly. Yes, great, great dining at the Ocean Air. That is an unbelievably expensive chain restaurant. Yes, it really is. I mean, this is clearly a higher end. Uh, I mean, isn't is Morton's Steakhouse expensive? I would imagine it is. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Have I'm you ever sure. eaten at a Morton's? No, I haven't. For as much steak, um, steakhouse, you know, yak that I do, I, I haven't been to that many. Yeah. No. Same. Same. Uh, I, 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 doing this segment has made me really want to go to a steakhouse. Yeah. Me too. It looks like there are a couple in Manhattan. A couple Morts, Mortons, Mortons. Okay. Um, but I do not believe there's an Ocean Air in New York. Oh, I could be wrong. I think there is one in New Jersey. Is Ocean yeah. Air a place you'd want to go? I feel like it's. I mean, even as a, a sort of joke. I, it's too expensive, really. To, <laughs> it's so expensive. It's really, exactly. I, really expensive. I, I'm more of a, uh, I, in terms of uh, Fertitta-owned um, <laughs> seafood restaurants yeah. that we're limiting ourselves to, I would much prefer Joe's Crab Shack. Oh, That's much absolutely. more uh, my style. Yeah, I think we're, we're more, more Joe's Crab Shack type of guys. My dad said he used to go to this annual conference in Orlando, and he said he, the first year or two, he went to the Joe's Crab. Oh, awesome. And, and, I and quite enjoyed it. Low class for your dad. Oh, I don't know. I mean, when you're in Orlando, you got to you got to go where the <laughs> the Orlandans go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um okay, well. Simon, would you encourage our listeners in no uncertain terms to please rate review and send submit questions to us at some point in the very near future yes let me be crystal clear with you people (laughs) (laughs) okay because i think maybe before i've confused you as you don't get many comments or questions All right, Simon, could you make this crystal for our listeners right now? Here you go, <laughs> folks. It could not be simpler. Send us your comments, questions, thoughts, feelings. You're upset about me being so condescending right now. That's all great. Send it to maybe next time at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at maybe next time. And please, please leave us reviews. I saw the other day, William, we have 27 um, Apple uh, reviews. Really? Let's make it an even 30, folks. 27? Yeah. Wow, I haven't haven't looked recently. That's incredible. I 
Me either. I know. What's going on here? People have been listening to at least that part of my pitch. Uh, so thank you for that. You know what I uh, like to hear pitches on, Simon? And yeah. let me be crystal clear here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear some suggestions for what we should call this menu section. Because yes. are you talking to me, me and you is, is obviously hard to compete with. But we've got yeah. some really clever listeners out there, and I feel like someone could come up with something that might be even better than that. Yes. Show was, yourself. Do you th- was that crystal enough for you? Yeah, it was for me, William. I don't know about <laughs> these people. Okay. Just kidding. We love you listening. Yes, we certainly do. And I think the... Uh, exhibition games are going to be starting in the next week, maybe even next before. week. I think Wednesday, right? So before we record again, so we will work out the details on how to watch any of this stuff, Simon, and yes. be able to report back having actually laid our eyeballs on a Justin Anderson-led Nets basketball team. Uh, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to. More, even more than I can't wait to watch. Can't wait to talk about having watched it with you. Yeah. And listeners, can't wait to hear from you about your thoughts on how the Nets, the new look Nets, appear in your eyes. So, without further ado, Simon, I'll go ahead and say, see ya, Nets. I was tired of my lady. Together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed, and in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.